Welcome everyone to the Oveh Torah Daf Yomi Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Sadi of Masechet Yevamot. We will begin on Daf Pe Tet Amud Bet. No, Sadi Amud Alf on the top line. Tashma. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who wants the tremendous route of sponsoring it, that class of Daf Yomi, please contact Mr. Rafi Kaluf, who will. Gladly hook you up with the tremendous zahut of sponsoring a class. Um, we begin with a tashma. Tashma is bringing a proof. We're bringing a proof to the opinion of Rav Chista. Now, if you remember about Rav Chista, I'll give you a quick uh, reminder for those who have, weren't here yesterday. We have one or two people who weren't here yesterday. Now, if a person separates truma, right? You have to separate truma from one food on, on, on other food. So if you have 100 cases of apples, you have to separate from one case of apples on other apples. But you have to make sure that the apples that you take for truma should not be tameh. Because if they're tamehified, then they're not really good for truma. Now, technically, it works if it's tameh fruit. So let's say you have some fruit of yours that got wet and then got tamehified, and the other fruit's not. And you say, hey... I'm going to go separate the Tamer once. I'll make him Shuma anyway. Who cares about the Kohenim eating it or not? Too bad the Kohenim can't eat it. And I will... Uh, fulfill the Tumah. And I fulfill the So the Mishnah says that you can't do it. What if you did it? If you did it, it works. The Mezid doesn't work. Now, the Mishnah doesn't explain what does it mean doesn't work. The Chista says... That when the Mishnah says it doesn't work, it means whatever you made Tamehified, whatever you made Truma, is not Truma. And you could go eat it. And you have to redo Truma. And Onatomar Oshia says no. It means that you didn't fix, when it says you didn't do anything, it means you didn't fix the rest of the your 98% of your food. But what you separate is truma, and you need more truma. Hmm. You got the difference? Again, yeah, Rechis is saying law cycle means you really did nothing. And therefore, what you separate is nothing. Okay? Let's do it again. Do it again. Okay? And, and, and then don't worry. You, you can eat it now. If you, the, the big difference was, if it, according to Nathan Osha, if you eat that tummy stuff, they have 2% of your, of, your, of your fruit is either tummy truma, which goes in the gut, burnt, or it's tamei chulin, and you can eat it. Chulin is non-truma. Oh, right? <clears throat> it's tamei. According to Reb Chista, nothing happened. You can eat it. Yeah. According to Reb Moshe, it's going in the garbage, burning it. No one's eating it. Because it's, ta- it's tamei, it's truma, and you need more truma. So everyone agrees you need more truma. The question is, is what you did truma or not? Now, Now, the reason why Rechista holds that it's not Shruma is because we're afraid that if we tell you that it is Shruma, you might rely on it sometimes. No. And you might say, oh, you want me to, make more, you want me to separate more Shruma? Nah, it's good. It's, if it's Shruma, it's Shruma. If we tell you it's not Shruma, okay, so you'll follow the rules. Right? But if we tell you it is Truma, but you have Truma more, okay, yeah, yeah, fine, I'll separate more, don't worry. It's fine. And the guy might poo-poo it. Right? It. And that's why Rukhista says that it doesn't work as Truma. So the Gemara is basically asking a lot of questions now, but asking, very nice that you have a, a thing that you want to do. And you want to, like, uh, fix up things so nobody messes up and thinks that the that, that he doesn't have to separate truma anymore. But how do you take away din deraisa? If it's really deraisa truma, how do you come in and say, well, we're worried that people are going to... Rely on it. Or... We're going to rely on it. But what do you mean? What does that mean? But what, what, what is, it works. If it works, it works. How do you take it away? No, yes, we can take away Rukhist So how do we take it away? We're going to Tashma. So Rukhist is trying to make a proof that you're allowed to do it, okay? Got it. Here's the case. Achal tirumatimea. Let's say a guy who's not a Kohen eats truma that's tummy. 
Chulin, Tehonin, he has to pay back the truma that he took. Now, when you pay back, you can't pay back with Tomei. Truma, even though you ate Truma Tomeina, we make you pay back Truma, a Chulin that you give Chulin to Truma, that's Tower. Okay? What happens if the guy doesn't listen? And Shilem Chulin Tamein. He paid back what he ate by mistake with Tamet Truma. Tamet Chulin. Machoikas. Tanoim. Sumchis Amar Meshum Rabbi Meir. Like this. Bishogeg, if he did it accidentally, meaning he paid back the Tamechulin accidentally, Tashlumam Tashlumim, it works. Bimezid, if he did it on purpose, and it doesn't work. Hachamimomim, but the rabbis say, Echadzev, Echadzev, either way, Tashlumim, Shumim, what you gave worked. He paid back with Tameh, and Chosem Shalem Chulin Torim. So let's clarify. Now, Vavimah, let's understand this. If you tell me you did it on purpose, it doesn't work. Why? In other words, let's say the guy gave Tameh stuff. It's beautiful. He ate something that the Kohen couldn't eat, meaning the Kohanim had Truma Tameh. The Kohen can't eat it anyway. This guy ate that. There was a bunch of, let's look at a case. There's a bunch of apples on the table. It was Tamet Truma. The Quran was going to burn it. Israel walks in, not realizing, hey, my buddy left some apples. Ate the apples. Two apples, he ate them. Come to the guy, okay, he was like, hey, where's those apples? Oh, I ate them. Okay? By accident. Okay? They were Tamet, we're going to burn them. Oh, I'll pay you back. I'm so sorry. I'm going to pay back Truma. So he comes back with two more apples to pay him back. He brings Tamet apples because he's used to do Tamet apples. So if he did it on purpose, we said, if he did it on purpose, it doesn't work. Mars says, why doesn't it work? Beautiful. Because why? He ate something that the Gwen couldn't eat anyway. Right? And and he paid him back something that he could eat when he's Tameh. Why? Because he paid him back Chulin Tameh. Truma Tameh, nobody could eat. Chulin Tameh, you can't eat. When, you ta- when the coins tell me, hey, Right? So what's wrong? You can pay anything back, even Chulin Tameh. If you ate Tahor Chuma, you pay back Chulin Tahorin. Okay? But if you paid Tameh Chulin, meaning if you ate Chuma Tahor and you paid back Chulin to mean, that's Machlokas. Sumcha says, Mishogeg, Tashumim, Tashumim. Sumcha says, and if you did it by accident, it works. Either works, because then you have to redo it. So that's, that, that's what the Brighton was talking about. So the Brighton was really talking about the case where the guy ate Tahor Chuma. And he paid back Cholim Temeim, and that if he did it by accident, it doesn't work at all, right? But the Chachamim say either way it works. We have to redo. And what is it? a good payment when the guy pays back. The true again, the, the new cases in the, in the revamped version version of the Mishnah. You have the Kohen had Truma on the table. It was Tahor Truma, okay. In walks in, his friend walks in by mistake and eats it by mistake. He thought it was regu- regular apples. It was, it was the true apples. He ate it. So you ate it. You're not a coin. You ate my apples. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, let me pay you back. If he pays back, Chulin, that's Tahor, Achsanchi. If he, that means good. If he pays back, Chulin uh, Tameh, so it depends how he did it. According to Sumas. According to Sumas, he did it by accident. It's okay. And then by Mazin, it doesn't work. You have to redo. Ha'avim say either way, what you what you did works, and you have to redo. Now the Gemara clarifies. But here, midiraisa shumalim, midiraisa, the payback works anyway. Even if you pay back tameh, the payback works. Why? Let's say the kohen would take it and go marry a woman with it. Tafsule kedushin, the kedushin will work. 
right? Because it really works with the Raisa. The rabbis say it's not a Tishumim. We're going to allow an Eshnish to get married. Right? See what's going on? How could Romero say this? You got the proof or not? You got it. We're telling you that since Midrash it should it should work. How do we just take it away? You see that the rabbis have the power to undo a Torah thing. So therefore, when you go back to our original question, right? Can the rabbis get rid of a Torah thing? Yes. With, with the Machlokah of the answer is yes. You see, they can. Says the back, back. No, not necessarily. Rabbi doesn't agree. My answer to what means to come out of Mary says it doesn't work. It means you have to repay with Shulin Taor. But the first one is Truma. When when Ramirez says it's not Truma, and Truma to Truma, and the payback's not a payback, he doesn't mean that it goes back and becomes Shulin. No, of course it's Truma. And that's why if you marry a girl, it is good. The Quran uses it to marry a woman, it will work. That's the coin takes the, the payback apple and gives it to a woman to get married with it. Okay? Works. It does work, according to a mayor, because it is a work. And we just meant that you have to pay repay again. Versus, if so, then what's the difference between and the Rabbanan? That's what the Rabbanan said too. Right? You remember the Machokit? What's, what's the difference? Sumchus had said, if it, there was a Machokit in the case, right? He paid back Tameh, right? Sumchus quoted Vermeer by saying said that Shogeg doesn't work. No, Shogeg it works. Mezid doesn't work. Okay? Yeah. And the Chachamim said either way it works, but you have to redo it. Yeah. Good. So now we're, we're, re, we're now redoing Vermeer and saying that when Vermeer says it doesn't work, it means it worked, but you have to redo it. Why would you redo it if it works? The Chachamim, since you did on purpose, that since you did it on purpose, you have to redo it. Okay. So that class, everyone knows the Chamim Kido. That's easy. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, breaking it the right there. Yeah. It was it made the rice that worked, and we made you do it again. That's cool. Okay. But the problem is, if so, Remeir and the Chachamim are not arguing because the Chachamim also said either way. You have to do it again. You have to do it again. So now also have to do it again. What's the difference? is whether or not we do a knas for shogeg atu mezid. According to Remeir, we only knas mezid, we don't knas shogeg. And according to the Chachamim, we knas even shogeg atu mezid. Because we're afraid that if we don't knas shogeg, then the mezid guy won't follow the rules. So we make every guy, even if by mistake, you gave Tameh apples in payment for for the truma that you ate, we're gonna get, make everyone give the knas, even though I did it by accident. We don't care because if we don't make you do it, then the mezid guy won't do it. And Rabbi says, no, only the mezid guy, not the shogeg guy. And that's the machlok between them. But you're right; everyone really holds that it works, and therefore, not necessarily is that a proof to you of chista that the chamim could uproot Torah things. They can't get rid of Torah things. Over there, they didn't get rid of anything. Everyone, no one got rid of anything. Over there, it's just the machlok. Why do we do shogeg to mezid? Okay. Tashma, another proof. Dam shinitma uzako. Let's say you have a the blood of a carbon. Okay? You have carbon blood. Shinitma, and it got tamefied. Uzako, and the guy threw it on his back anyway. Okay? Bishogeg, if he did it by accident, hurza, it worked. Bimezid, lo hurza, if he did it on purpose, it doesn't work. Really, even if it's tamerified, it works. Right? How do we know? How do I know that blood, blood that's sprinkled on the bear, even when it's tamer, really gets rid of the sin? How do we know? The Tanya, because we're in the What effect does the tzitz have? 
tzitz is a part of the Kohen Gadol's garments. He has weighs on his forehead. What effect does it do? Right? Al dam v'alabasad v'alachelev. If you have the dam or the basar or the chelev of an animal, shenitmar they got tamei avoid. Whether they got tamei b'shogeg or mezid, ben be'onez ben atzon, ben be'achid ben b'tzibur. Right? It, it, it's really tamei avoid for all those things, and it, it makes it work, and therefore it makes it really work. But the rabbis say lo hurtza, and if you do it on purpose, it doesn't work. So even though Medirai said the tzitz works for it, the rabbis came over here and they said, no, if you did it on purpose, it didn't work. Now what does that mean? If the rabbis say it doesn't work, so the guy who had a korban chatat and did it on purpose is going to come bring a second korban chatat because it didn't work, right? If you bring a second korban for the same thing and you already got forgiven for it, you're bringing chulin to the azara. You're bringing chulin into the azara. You're not allowed to do it. So the fact that we let you do it see, shows that the rabbis are allowed to uproot Torah things. Because Midaraisa, it worked on the guy. And we're going to say, no, it didn't work. And we can uproot it and we make it not work. And we let the guy bring another carbon and we say, no, it didn't work. You see, the rabbis can do it. Mm-hmm. See, Rechist is proof. Oh, you didn't get it. Why do we allow him to do that? No, why do we allow it to what? Sprinkle it? Why do we allow it not? I mean, why do we say that it doesn't work? The rabbis don't want it to work because you're not supposed to sprinkle it. But if the Torah allows it, then why not the Torah? Torah says if you sprinkle it, it works, but Torah doesn't want you to do it. Huh. Okay. Okay? Got it. It needs a kapara. It teaches mechaper on it. But it doesn't, that's supposed to happen. Okay? Okay. Amar v'yos v'chanina, may lo hurtzak de ka'amav. When we said it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that we make you bring a new carbon. Really, we don't make you bring a new carbon because the raisa doesn't work, right? So what does it mean, it didn't work? didn't work means you don't let you eat the meat. The koanim can't eat the meat of it. So if you did it by shogeg, hurtza means koanim can eat the meat. If you did it by accident, lo hurtza, the koanim can't eat the meat. But either way, it worked. You don't bring another carpet. So we don't worry. We're not bringing cool dust. I say, why is cool? Good? Got it. Oh, so Sof, sof. Kamit kara. Achilat. Basar. Yes, but you're getting rid of eating the meat. Vichtiv. If we tell you that Midaraisa works, and the rabbis are telling you not to eat the meat, what Basuk says, Vakhtiv, Basuk says, Vachlu otam asher chupar bahem. Pasuk says, if it, if it really worked, midaraisa, then you're supposed to eat it because it says, otam, you eat them, asher chupar bem, the one who got kapara from it. And therefore, if I really got a kapara, then I should eat it. And the rabbis are making me not eat it. How did the rabbis approve of the raisa law? <coughs> Is it the raisa law to eat it? Milamed, we learn, that the eating of the Kohen, they get, they get a kapara, and therefore the rabbis are getting rid of the law of eating. So says He says, you're right. The rabbis do have the power to get rid of the law of eating. But that's only because it's Shev Ba'al Taseh. It's a passive uprooting of the Torah law. Torah says to eat the meat. And we're going to not eat the meat. But you want to actually get rid of a Torah law. That's a different thing. Right? The difference between getting rid of a Torah law and not, not fulfilling a Torah law. Yes, the rabbis have the power, I admit to you, the rabbis have the power to tell you not to eat meat when the Torah said to eat the meat. That's one thing. But to tell you that you're allowed to uproot the Torah law to get rid of it, that we didn't see. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right, why? Because the, the rabbi had said before, that if you have truma, the guy said truma, really midrash said truma. Rochista says, and we make it untruma, mm-hmm. and we let a Israel eat it. That's uprooting it because you have a regular Israel munching on a truma apple. That's uprooting it. Here we're not uprooting it; we're just not fulfilling it. Shev said different. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're right. I admit that you have the power, but not that far as you say. Okay. Says the Gemara. 
We're on the top of Tzadi. Amalek says Rav Chista back, you just knocked off a lot of my knockoffs. Which means Rav Chista had in his gun a bunch of bullets he was about to shoot. Okay? He, we saw he was shooting bullets. He, every time he came in, boom, boom, and the, and Rav was, def, was deflecting all the bullets. Right? So Rav Chista just said, now with the answer you told me about Sheva Altaseh, you just took out eight bullets from my from my gun. And I'm going to tell you what the bullets are. Mm-hmm. You ready? These are bullets that are all knocked off by Shabbat Hashem. Number one is Arel. A guy without a brit milah. Let's say you have a fellow who converts... We look at Rashi a second. Arel. See Rashi Arel? Tarab Sachim Vizel Sachim. HaPoresh Mena Orla Kaporesh Mena Kever. The Chachamim say that if a guy got a brit milah, it's like he got out of his grave. And therefore, Gershet Gayer Ered Pesach, Midoraita, if a Gerd converts on Ered Pesach, and Shotim Alav, you can't check the Korban Pesach for the guy. Because he, we, the Chachamim make him Tameh. Va'amag, Begmona, Tameh, Begmona, what's the reason why you can't do it? Gizera, Shema Yitma'al, Shana Haba, we're afraid. Maybe he'll get Tameh the next year. Alma, we see. Alma, we see. You see. The meaning, the reason why the rabbis make it like this. The rabbis are worried. Here you have a guy called Vinny, right? Vinny decides to convert and become uh, uh, Yoshua, right? And he converts Arab Pesach. Now, really, he's coming to Beit Mikdash to do to do Korban Pesach. We should check the Korban Pesach for him. We don't make a Gezeira. Why? We, 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 we make him rabbinically Tameh. We the rice is Tahor. Rabbinically, we make him Tameh. Why? According to Beisal, the reason is because we're afraid. Let's say Vinny, the day before, was in the cemetery. Walking around the cemetery, Jewish cemetery. And the next day, he's going to go eat a Korban Pesach. Now, really, it's okay because Vinny was a Goy, and Goy's can't get Tameh fight. Right? So, but next year, you might say, Oh, last year I was in the cemetery and I ate a Korban Pesach. This year I'll also go to the cemetery and eat Korban Pesach. He doesn't realize, last year you were Vinny, this year you're Yeshua. So the rabbis make him not eat Tamed, Korban Pesach this year, for next year. What do you mean? Uh, how could the rabbis uproot a Torah law? In the Torah, if you put on the Torah glasses, this guy's supposed to, Vinny's supposed to, now Yoshua should eat Korban Pesach. You're going to go say, well, I'm afraid next year, blah, 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 and get rid of Torah law. They're just gonna. They're just telling him Sheva Lotase. Uh, don't eat the korban. That's what. That's what saying. Uh, that's one bullet out of my gun. So once you answered me Sheva the Vinny bullet came out of my gun. You ready for the next bullet? That's one word. Arel. Next word. Hazaa sprinkling. What is sprinkling? It says Rashi. In the case of sprinkling, you have a guy. Let's say you have a fellow. Who needs this? The Chachamim don't let sprinkling the, the paraduma water on Shabbat. Okay, so if you have a fellow who needs paraduma water on Shabbat, we don't sprinkle on Shabbat. Right? Now, it's only Midr Abanan you can't sprinkle on Shabbat. Midr Aisa you could sprinkle on Shabbat, but we don't sprinkle anyway. So therefore, if you see, right? If you see that a guy was supposed to go, a guy is supposed to do Korban Pesach, which is Midr Aisa. And we don't do the Korban Pesach because, oh, they couldn't sprinkle on me on the third day. Why couldn't sprinkle on me? Who was Shabbat? Shabbat! What do you mean? Who cares that Shabbat? That's only the Rabbanan law. Too bad. So you see, the Rabbanan law is getting rid of a Torah law. Uh, of, of what Torah law? Torah law of doing Korban Pesach. Sheva Altaseh. Again, Sheva One other bullet out of the gun. Ready for the third bullet out of the gun? Ismail. You have a knife for, for, for Brit Mila? Let's say. You have an eight-day-old baby, you ready? Who's waiting for Brit Milah in his house. And the Mohel forgot the knife across the Carmelite, in the house across the Carmelite. Now, it's only the Rabbanan to carry in the Carmelite, not the Raita. So we should say, okay, so carry the Rabbanan, it's okay, carry the Rabbanan to carry. Bring the knife so the baby gets a baby, gets a Brit Milah today. An eight-day Midraita. Biyom HaShemini, Imol, Bissar, Olato. We got a good guy, Brit Milah. No, we don't do it. 
So you see, the rabbis uproot Torah law, according to the law of the Rabbanan, of carrying the Rabbanan. Third bullet out of my gun. Well, so the guy does, does carry and the do and it's the wrong thing, but would it be good? Yeah, it works, but it works. Oh, works. Okay. Right, the next one. Next bullet out of the gun. Sadin Mississippi. Right? Sadin Mississippi. Let's say the Midoraita shot really Midoraita. If you. Midoraita, you're allowed to put wool strings on a linen garment, even though it's shotness. That guy was gone. The rabbi, basically, the rabbi was Because the halacha is if you have a linen garment, right? Linen, you're, you're supposed to put wool, midoraita, you're supposed to put wool strings on it and make it. To it's shotness. It's shotness, but it's okay. It says, says next to Sisi. Tell you that you're allowed to do it. And you should, should do it. And the rabbis come and say, don't do it. Don't wear it. Why not? Because the rabbis are worried that one thing that when you wear this thing, it's gonna get caught in the door. It's gonna rip. And the Sisi can be pasul. And the Sisi pasul, then you're wearing shotness. So the rabbis say don't do it. But, but what do you mean? The rabbis have to wear it. Oh, uh, you see, rabbis got brutal laws. Nah, shave out this. We don't need not to do it. Fine, no proof. Fourth bullet out of the gun. Ready for the fifth one? Give shout at it. The lamb of Shavuot. Right. What 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 does that mean, lamb of Shavuot? Okay, so lamb of Shavuot. They're supposed to bring two lambs with the Shteha Lechem. Okay? Now, let's say they were, they were slaughtered Shalol Shema. Right? They won't work. But still, you should sprinkle them and you eat them like a Shlamim. But the rabbis say that if it happens on Shabbat, you don't finish it. Because the regular Shamim doesn't, do, doesn't push off Shabbat. Even though not putting on his own Dirabanan, we still use it. That's another one. Other one is Shofar. That's another bullet out. Next one is Shofar. Let's say Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbat. Technically, Midoraita, you're supposed to bullet Shofar, there's no problem. But we don't bullet Shofar. Why not? Oh, we're afraid you're going to carry. You're afraid you're going to carry. Very nice. The Torah says to blow. Well, we're worried you're going to carry, so don't do it. We're going to carry. Who are you guys? We're the Rabbanan. Oh, Rabbis Kaputar laws. Shit about that, sir. Sorry. Boop, that boat's done. You with me? Why aren't we afraid that someone's going to carry a Sidur? Because you don't need to bring, bring a Sidur to a rabbi. First of all, no one has Sidurim. Second of all, you don't bring Sidurim to a rabbi to ask him to do it. Shofar, you need someone, an expert to do it for you. Okay? Lulav. Right? Lulab, first day of the first day of the holiday falls on Shabbat. Mitzvah they would like to shake Lulab. You don't shake the Lulab. I don't shake the Lulab. Why not? Why are you afraid? I won't carry. Yeah, but not. Approved to that. Shabbat does it. Okay? Hash the Shirinan says from Christa, now that you told me, Shabbat said, Loma Akehu, that when you Shabbat said, it's not uprooting. So, Kulunami Shabbat said, all these old Shabbat said. Okay, Tashma. Now he's coming with another proof. So we're just, just mentioning it. By the way, you just took out a lot of bullets. But I still have more bullets. Don't think I don't. Okay? Next. Tashma. Another proof. It says, Elav Tishma'un. When it says you have a Navi, if Hashem gives you a Navi, Pasuk says, Elav Tishma'un. You have to listen to him. What teaches you? Even if a Navi tells you, go against the Torah, we listen to the Navi. Right? So. Kigon. For example, Eliyahu Navi in Har Kamel. You know the story of Eliyahu Navi in Har Kamel? Yeah, of course you do. Eliyahu Navi got the, the old people following the Baal. 
Avodah So he got all the Nevi'ah Baal together, 300 of them, on Harakamel with all the Jews. And he made everyone make a, a Mizbeah. They, they tried, whoever gets answered first wins. So they made a Mizbeah and they tried to make a, make a Korban get accepted by Hashem, right? And they're yelling and screaming, cutting themselves into all the things. But really, they had a guy underneath who was supposed to light the fire and make it, make it go. But a snake bit him and he died. So they're yelling and yelling, and he should light the fire, he never lit the fire, and the guy died, right? And after all day, Eliyahu was mocking them, yeah, your God's not listening, yell louder, he's probably sleeping. He said, listen to yell they yell louder, nothing happens, right? And sure enough, afterwards, Eliyahu takes a um, hundred, I don't know, I forgot how much, 12 barrels of oil, of water and spills it all over his back. 12 stones for the 12 shatim to pour the thing, right? And after it's soaking, soaking wet, he prays to Hashem and the fire comes down and burns the, from Shemayim and burns the Mizbeach and the, the sacrifice and the Mizbeach and the water and everything's gone. And everyone bows down to Hashem, Wokim, Hashem, Wokim. That's that, that, that thing that we say, Hashem, Wokim, is from, it's, it's from there. That's where it comes from. Okay? But Eliyahu did it at a time when you weren't allowed to make a Bama outside of Yushalayim. How's he allowed to do it? Answer is, he's a Navi. And the Nabi tells you to break the Torah, you're allowed to do it. So you see that you're allowed to break the Torah, even though you're actively doing it. I says, no. According to the time, you have to listen to him. I says, no. Oh, but that's different. Because you have, a, you have a pasuk that says, listen to Nabi. Oh, it's not the Rabbanan going. Not, it's not the going into Torah. It's a pasuk going into Torah, because the pasuk says it's Navi. Okay? So, so Mara says, Velig Mormine? So, why don't we learn from there? The same way we see that the Torah said, listen to Navi. So, we'll learn from there that the same way Hashem lets you listen to Navi, Hashem will let you listen to Rabbanan. Who said that? Meaning, Tosser asks. Tosser asks your, your question. Over there, over there, Hashem said so. Here, he's just the rabbi saying, right? Oh, so Tosser, Tosser answer like this. Listen to me. It's a very good answer. We don't listen to Nevi'im to uproot Torah laws. Because Torah has given Har Sinai. He can't uproot the Torah law. Mm-hmm. Must be that the reason why the Torah says to listen to him is because Hashem gave the power to the Chachamin to uproot the law sometime. And if so, we'll learn from there that the same way to do that, do it by Shofar. Or by, or by, or do it by, by anything else. No. You don't get that? We want to claim. Does, does the, if the navi if the navi wants to change the Torah and take out a parsha of the Torah or, or or change the Torah for good, no, it's asur. Only for a particular moment he's allowed to do it because he felt like that's what that's necessary. If he feels like that's not doing it, so it must be it's not because Hashem is telling him to do what it changes. It changes because he's a judge, he's the boss. So the same way he's the boss, Hashem is the boss too. And if so, let's learn from there that we're allowed to do it too. Because the Gemara Megillah says that Navi has no right to change anything. So if he's not changing, why are we listening? Must be that he can, change, he can do this. So the Gemara answers back, no. Migdar Miltashani, really you're right. Really, you're right. Chachamim do have the power to couple things, but that's only when it's migdar milta, when it's to, when it's 
to, to close up a breach. He saw the Jews doing Avodah Zarah. In order to stop that, he's allowed to one time do it. And we've been allowed to do that also. But not just not just Heke. Just because you see Eliyahu did it. Yeah, Eliyahu did it to stop people doing Abu Zarah at one time to, to close the fence. But that doesn't mean you can do it just to just do a plane. If you're not closing a fence, you can't do anything. And therefore it's not a proof anymore. It's interesting. They do accept that the, the rabbis are like an enemy. But they didn't accept all, not in all places. It's only in Belinda Milton. Okay? Oh, now we can do whatever he wants? No, whenever he felt like it's a. Uh, people are doing a lot of Averot. It's different than Rabbi Chista, because Rabbi Chista was trying to say, well, if I let you do it this time, next time you do it. He wasn't fixing the problem that people, everyone's doing something wrong. When everyone's doing something wrong, the rabbis are right, the rabbis are right to do things. Here, the, no one did anything wrong yet. You're afraid they can do something wrong next time. That's different. You know the right that you can't prove from Eliyahu and Avi that you can you can do that too. You get what I'm saying? I did. There's a big difference between Eliyahu seeing everyone do Avodah and he decides, okay, I'm going to break the to break the rules this time just one time to make a thing to do it. And you, the Rabbi Chista's rule, where he's telling you that the rabbis could uproot the law, uproot the law because maybe next time you can do something wrong. No, no one's doing anything wrong now. That that you don't have right necessarily. So why do you say? That's back to back. We're still, still no proof. Okay? Next one. Tashma, another proof. You with me or no? Mm-hmm. Talking about a get now. You ready? Proof from the get. If the f- husband, no, technically, a husband sends a get to his wife. The wife gets it. She's divorced, right? Now, in those days, they didn't have WhatsApp. You know that? You heard about this? No, they actually didn't have WhatsApp. Scary. Okay. So anyway, so let's say the fellow, let's say the, the husband sends the, the shliach, they go divorce, go divorce courtyard. So the shliach happily goes on his way to go divorce courtyard, and he's halfway through the three-day journey, and the husband gets up, and he's with to get. I don't know. Shliach doesn't know. No, shliach doesn't know. He's going to go give her the get. She thinks she's divorced. She'll go get married. And really gets batalified. Chachamim said, you're not allowed to batal get. Chachamim said, don't batal get. You know, the only certain ways you're not allowed to batal get, uh, you can't do that. And even if the Torah allows it, you're saying not to do it. We say, we see over here that it's uprooted. It's not, it's not. Right. What about Mamzerim? They don't want. Okay? Let's say a guy did it. What if the guy was with batal it? He didn't even battle it. I don't follow this Ramadan rules. I did my own thing. He battled to get, he sends the get to Gertrude, and he's battled. Then what? Mavutal. It got nullified, and therefore she's not she's not divorced. Divir Rebbe, that's what Rebbe says. Rashpago man, Enochololovatlo, Lolo Sivatano. He can't battle it, and he can't answer the conditions. Im can, because if so, then what's the point that they get they may not to do it? So you see that Rashbag holds that the rabbis are allowed to uproot the Torah law. Midaraisa, she's not divorced. No, Midaraisa, she's not divorced. And the rabbis are making her divorced. How do they divorce her? Uprooting the Torah law. Ba'achim, the right about tell get. Midaraisa, there's no get. And because of the rules, uh, if not, what's what's the power of Betin? Because of that rule, the rabbis allow a, a married woman to, to go get married to somebody else. So you see that the rabbis have the power to uproot the Torah law. You like the proof? Yeah, I think it's getting, it might get knocked out, though. Okay. Says Rabbi Beck, you're right. Rashbag really holds that she could marry someone else. But that's only because when you gave the Kedushin in the first place, you said, Hare Atma Kedat Moshevi 
Therefore, you're only getting married with the power of the rabbis. So when you come and revatel you get, the rabbis uproot your original kedushin. And you were never married to begin with. Never to begin with, so, or, or, or at that point, they're just not married. Yeah, up until that point, anything they did in between is probably now an avera. Yeah. Because they were never married. Now, uh, my assumption is, my my little question I would like to ask is, I'm sure they talk about it, is, so that means she's not married to Kohen now? Because she's not a divorcee. What about all the actions that happened in between? So they had four kids. You can't consider they, they were not. So what, what's the problem? She might be dumb. She's not, she, no, she's not even... Uh, she was not married. She was not married. So what happens to them? She's dumb. So the kids, kids are what? Did I have it up? Okay. That's what I have it up. Okay, fine. Are if this it? person was a Kohen, are the kids a Mamzer? No. So, Amalai Ravina Ravashi, Ravina Toravashi, Ha Tenech Tekadesh Bekaspa. That makes sense if he got married with money. Why? Because I know how the rabbis could uproot it. Why? Because you get married with money. What the rabbis basically doing is they're hefkarizing your money. And then you never did a ma'asa. And you never did a ma'asa. That's how they do it. Kaddish Rebiah Michael. And what if the guy got married with Bia? What are the rabbis going to do? What could the rabbis do to, to, to uproot a Kaddish Rebiah? You with us or no? Yeah. Just going back. Yeah, the rabbis do it also. Wow. What? What? The mm-hmm. rabbis switch your bia from a bia to kedushin. You had in mind, and he said, and he said, he told her, very nice, right? But guess what? The rabbis, even though you were having in mind, I'm doing the biggest mitzvah, the rabbis made it into znus. Wow, wow, wow. And therefore, you're not married? Okay. Do you mean that what the rabbis can uproot the writer? No. They, they, what they understand is the rabbi. So we see, see, it's not proof the rabbi can uproot it because since he did it with the doctor of Iran. Therefore, it doesn't matter. So they're only getting rid of Right. No, it's, that, that was the original tonight. The original tonight was that you should be able to get rid of it. Tashma, another proof. Amr Vazim Yaakov, Shamati, I heard, Shebetin, Makin, Vonshin, Shlom, and Torah. That Betin is allowed to sometimes give a punishment, even though Torah doesn't say to do it. For example, not, not to go against the Torah. But to make a fence around the Torah. Umar said there was a story. There's a fellow who rode on a horse on Shabbat in the time of the Yivanim. Now, riding on the horse is not a Suda, right there. Suda, because we're afraid you're going to break a branch and hit the horse. And they brought him a team, they stoned him. Just to teach, just to teach him a lesson, even though he didn't do it, they were right there. Not because because the times needed it. So you see, the rabbis are allowed to uproot Torah law without a killer guy. Even though he didn't deserve it, really. Or another case, Vishuvma said another story. He slept with his wife under a fig tree where people could see him. Of course, that's a terrible thing. And this guy did it publicly. They took him to Medim, and they gave him Malkut. Not because he really deserved Malkut. Because, okay, his wife was undressed in public, okay, so that wasn't nice, it wasn't sinute. You don't give him a for that. But they did it anyway. Because the time, the people were starting to be paruts, uh, and they did it. So you see that the rabbis can even kill when they feel at times needs it. And you see the rabbis can do it. I says, no. Come back. Migdar milta shani. That's different. Because like, it's like in the hour of the Yahar Kamel. Just like in the hour of the Yahar Kamel. 
it was a one-time thing when you had to fix up people messing up. It's different than your thing where you're trying to say, well, if I do this, then maybe people, that, that, you know, I'm proof to turn out for that. Mm-hmm. You with us? Okay. Says the further. Okay. Now go, we'll go. Okay. Okay. Now let's go back to our Mishnah. Now, just for those who weren't here for the Mishnah yesterday, the Mishnah two days ago, the Mishnah was discussing a case where a woman got married uh, because the husband was missing. She went to Besdin, and there weren't two witnesses who testified that he was dead. There was one witness. Okay? And one witness, the Bedin is allowed to allow you to do it with one witness. But you're supposed to make your own investigation. She didn't make such a big investigation. And there was one witness, and she got married, and sure enough, the husband showed up. Mm-hmm. So the kids of Amzanim, and it goes through 16 different things that we can ask her with for doing this. So one of them was, the rule is that if both husbands were Kohanims, the first one and the second one, neither one could come to her funeral if she dies. Normally, your husband could go to the wife's funeral. Here he can't. Neither one. Not, not, not number one, not number two. Says mm-hmm. where do we know this from? How do you know that she can't go to, can't go to the funeral? It says, He can't go to any funerals except for his wife, who he's close. Shero means his flesh. Hakarovelav, who's close to him. The rabbis say, Shero, his relative. Zeishto, that's his wife. Another pasuk says, the husband shouldn't get tameh with his nation to desecrate him. Now, a husband can't. That means the husband can't go. So you have one pasuk saying sheiro, the husband could go to the wife's funeral. Another pasuk saying that he can't go to the wife's funeral. So what do we learn? Yes, There's some husbands that could go. Yes, Some husbands can't go to funeral. How does it work? go to a good wife. But you can't go. Let's talk to your wife who's pasul. And therefore, this guy is, since the woman sinned with somebody else, she's like a pasul lady to him. And therefore, neither one could go to the funeral. That is punishment number four, I think. Number five. Neither husband has the right to a mitziah, which means, let's say she's walking through the street. This lady whose husband, dead husband, came back, right? She's walking through the streets and she finds a million dollar watch. Now, husband number two says, ah, That's my wife. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Husband number one says, ah, That's my wife. She wants your wife is really mine. I'll take it back. And the Achaz, neither one gets it. Why not? Says Why does the Chachami make it that the woman's mitzvah goes to her husband? You know why? We don't want. The, the the husband to fight with her because if the wife finds something she doesn't give it to the husband there's going to be fights in the family the wife should always be giving it to the husband and there should be fights but here there's going to cause fights if the wife can find something not give it to the husband here the more fights they have the better the more why because we want them both to divorce her and therefore we don't give the, we don't give the husband to see her because we want them to fight Okay. Another thing is that neither one gets hamasiyadeh. Let's say she's a wealthy lady and she's working in cash advance, making a lot of money. So then the halakha should be that the husband normally gets all the all the money from the ripping, ripping off of the people, right? And now, and now, if the, if the, these two husbands want to get hamasiyadeh, they can't, even though she's the top sales lady. In the in the in the cash advance, they, they, they don't get it. They don't get it. Why not? Says Gemara. Time am I? What's the reason why they gave all the cash advance? I'm going to the Rambam say, Masei Adel LeBala. Why do we say Masei LeBala? Mishum Dikachlam Mizonim. Because since he's feeding her, it's I that I have to feed you, and you make millions in cash advance. Doesn't make sense. Use your money, right? Since we don't give her the right to Mizunah from the husbands, because they're supposed to divorce her, therefore they don't get the Masih, they don't get the Kesh advance either. Since 
he doesn't have to give her food. So then she he, she doesn't have to give him the Gesher Vantas. We just said that he has to feed but not in this case. Your husband usually has to feed his wife. But in this case, he's, they're supposed to divorce him. And therefore, she doesn't get Mizorot. If she don't get Mizorot, then they don't get his, her, her case events. Okay? Wow. Are you with us or not? Yeah. And uh, another penalty is the husband doesn't have the right to knock off a Nidanim. Says the Gemara. Tama, the reason my... Why does the Torah let the husband knock off the husband, the wife's nedarim? So he doesn't, he doesn't start hating her. If she starts saying, "Oh, I can't eat meat," so I'm like, "Oh, Lee, I can't eat out with you anymore. We can't go out to steak anymore. I'm dichet with you." Dichet means I'm dizzy, right? Here we're happy if he's dichet from her. Let her get rid, let her, let her hate her, and to get rid of her. We're trying to get rid of her, so therefore, good. Let him make the darim. He can't knock her off. Hazak Baruch. Next one. Haita Bat We said that if she was a Bat Yisrael, then she's Pasul from Kiona. Right? If she was a Bat Yisrael who got married to husband number one, he left, he didn't come back, and then the witness, one witness came, and she got married, and she got married, and then the husband came back, she's pasul for being married Kohen. Says the Gemara, Pshita, obviously. What else? She's a Zonah. She's a Zonah. Mara says, no. Ba'at Levi, you're right, we didn't need it for the Kohen case, but we also said that if she was a Ba'at Levi, she can't go back and eat Meiser. That's a Chidush. Says, Does about Levi can't eat mice because it's root? But that didn't remember in a brighter. Levi chinishpeet. If you have a, a, a Levi, Levi, a girl who got captured by Goyim, we assume she had a relation with her. Or she loved it, or she had Zenut anyway. But then there was not. She could eat mice. I'm a Shishet Knasa. You're right. But this is a Knas. Here, really, we right that she could eat mice. But the rabbi's Knasa because she didn't make the, the proper. Investigations and therefore the rabbis can answer. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. I lost my voice.